Cosmonauts. This is Devin. This is Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi. Liz, have you heard that Spokane is cursed? I have. You have? Have you? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a couple of curses that I've heard of. Um, yes. What What curse have you heard of? That if you grow up here, you can never leave. We talked about that, I think, in our very yes. first episode. Absolutely. And that a man named Jimmy Marks specifically cursed, I think, City Hall because yes. of his feelings about some ongoing conflict. I'll, yes. I'll leave it at that. You'll leave it at that. Well, that's the Jimmy Marks's curse is exactly the curse that I want to talk about today. Nice. Um, here's where the pejorative is. This curse is called Spokane's Gypsy Curse. But I'm not going to use that word anymore because it kind of freaks me out. It makes me worried that I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. So um, I will say that it's the Marx curse. Yeah. Because there's a lot of words that works. are okay for people in the in-group to use, right. but not for out-group people to use. Right. And you know what? I'd rather err on the side of not using a word and having people from that group being like, oh no, you totally could have said that. I Yeah. But I, let's not yeah. and say we didn't. Let's not and say we didn't is exactly right. So... um I'll tell you about the Jimmy Marks curse of Spokane. And exactly like you said, it is a curse that Jimmy Marks placed on Spokane, um, kind of directed at the city, so City Hall, in 1986. Uh, Jimmy Marks is a... He's Romani. So he's a member of the ethnic group of typically or traditionally nomadic peoples that were spread out over parts of Europe. Um, Romania is specifically where Romani comes from, although there's, uh, you know, a thousand years ago, part of that ethnic group came from India. So Hmm. um, in the early 1900s, a lot of Romani people were immigrating to America to escape the persecution that they were finding in Europe, which, you know, are all the negative stereotypes I think we've all heard. Uh, anyway, this ethnic group immigrates to America, and then they have the same problems they had in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always got to have an sucks. outsider you group, and it helps outsider. if it's people who haven't lived there forever. Yeah, right? Well, and I guess it's, and this is coming from a couple sources online, but it's it sounds like it's an ethnic group that's used to this kind of prejudicial behavior, and one of mm-hmm. the uh, hallmarks is that you just kind of like, you take it on the chin and you move on with it. Like, you hmm. know you are going to get shit on. So you just kind of expect it. And then you don't make a big fuss about it. Um, hmm. Which uh, further hmm. marginalizes people if you're like... It does. That's right? a stressful life. And it's also some people will take that as accepting it. That if somebody's yeah. like, oh, you're a thief. And you're like, whatever, I'm leaving. They're like, oh, so you are a thief. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, I just don't have my whole day to waste on educating you. Yeah, exactly. Right? I'm not going to. Oh, my God. Well. 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 Uh, yeah. I will quit talking about stuff that I only kind of know about. And I'll talk about stuff I know a little more about. Because this is the part I researched. Which was... Uh, Jimmy Marks's reason for cursing the city of Spokane. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, the Marks family had been in Spokane for a while. The Pacific Northwest was actually a big area. I guess it was parts of California, parts of, I think I read, don't quote me, but I think I read um, uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota. I was going to say that state that starts with an M. Devin, that's mm-hmm. not helpful. Uh, the one. So Pacific Northwest, Minnesota, and California were big areas of Romani. Hmm. Uh families moving to but so anyway in uh 1986 police were investigating a fencing operation 
Um, fencing's where you accept stolen goods and then sell them for profit. Mm-hmm. So you're like the middleman, right? They were investigating a fencing operation. And they ended up raiding the homes of Jimmy, who was about 40, and his father, Grover. Uh, during the raid, police found stolen property from 35 Spokane burglaries, including oh my. $500,000 of stolen jewelry and silverware. Hmm. And additionally, they found $1.6 million in cash. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, but here's where the police screwed up. They did these raids. They didn't have signed search warrants. Oh, for crying out loud. Didn't wait till the warrants were signed. And additionally, police searched eight people at the homes who were not under investigation. There were four dudes, including Jimmy and Grover. But they searched eight other people who were had no part in the investigation. So, um, like, it, it sounds, you know, you sometimes think, well, the, um, what is it, the uh, means, or the ends justify the means. Uh, no, I fully believe everybody gets due process. I don't really care that you found stolen shit there, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't have a signed warrant. You shouldn't have gone into that house, Spokane PD. Legally, that's considered what they call fruit of the poisonous tree, which is the, Ooh, have you heard of this? No. Evidence that you get illegally is not admissible. <laughs> you are you are like two paragraphs of research ahead of me, because guess what? That fucking comes <laughs> into play here. Um, so because of this raid, which was illegal, uh, Jimmy was pissed. So what he does is uh, he files a lawsuit against the city of Spokane for $59 million for this unlawful search and seizure. Um, and a Spokane County Superior Court judge backed him. He ruled that the searches were illegal. And so he dismissed the felony charges that had been brought Good. against the Marks family. Uh, but then a Washington State Supreme Court overturned that reinstated the felony charges but exactly what you said said that the evidence gained from that search and seizure couldn't be used it was inadmissible it was fucking illegally gotten um well so do you get the sense did was this just sort of sloppy police work or did they think they could be more sloppy because they were dealing with a romani family well all right you know that i support police officers in the hard work that they do but I also know Spokane has a really hard time with its police officers sometimes doing shitty things. Um, and I wonder if it wasn't more the second, like you could mm-hmm. you could do shoddy work because it was a marginalized yeah. uh, community. And, and you're working with people who don't typically fight back. Like I said, they just mm-hmm. take it on the chin and then move on with the day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've heard another reason, too, why this offended Jimmy so much is that, and again, this is just what I've read, but that culturally, yes. the whole, like, the whole your home is your castle thing yes. is really strong for them. Yes. And that it, especially to, like, bust into a place where, like, women and yes. children and your great grandma yes. are hanging out, especially aggressively yes. and searching them and turning, yes. like, that is a huge insult. And yes. I think it would be for everybody, but especially mm-hmm. when you're so used to having law enforcement just, like, turn your lives upside down because they feel like it. I think oh, that yeah. especially there was some term that was in spooky Spokane about it, and I can't remember what it was, but like it kind of messes up the energy of the place. Oh, it's yeah. like you, you ruined it. 
I could see that being true. Well, and that's definitely something that was part of Jimmy's problem with, um, I hadn't thought about the ha- you know, your, your house being your castle kind of thing, but one of the big issues was that police men searched women. And in the Romani culture, in the, certainly in the, um, the American Rom culture, women get married very young, but they are virgins. They mm-hmm. are very pure. They don't kiss boys. You know, they don't mm-hmm. touch boys. You aren't alone with men. And the fact that these outsider men came and physically searched um, women was hugely taboo and could actually have a negative effect on that woman's ability to get married. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Jimmy's pissed. I really don't blame Jimmy for being pissed. Um, but he, he brings this lawsuit, and I told you that the... Um, the evidence had to be kicked out. It's tied mm-hmm. up in courts. His civil suit is tied up in courts for 11 years. And it's not until 1997 that his lawsuit is settled. And That's uh, 11 years later? 11 years later. Yeah, 86 to 97. Wow. Um, it, they ended up with a $1.43 million settlement for the family. Jimmy, oh. Jimmy said that he took a single dollar for himself. Um, oh. Jimmy also said a whole lot of things that in this documentary, um, that I would love to watch called, uh, this documentary is American Gypsy, Stranger in Every Land. And it's a, a oh. filmmaker who came and she followed the Marx family for five years. Oh, wow. Um, as a result of this, uh, litigation to try to understand the family better and to try to understand the prejudices that Romani would face in America. Um, But anyway, in this documentary, Jimmy's mother says, don't trust the thing he says. Everything he's told you about his origin is a lie. Uh, It's all show. So I don't... Sassy mama. Sassy mama. I don't know if he really took a dollar or not, but they, you know, 11 years later, finally got this um, settlement well, so was Jimmy like a patriarch or a ringleader or a, a prominent community yes. member? Or was he just the guy who was there when the raid went down? According to Jimmy, his father sure. was the, yeah, his father was the Romani king of the area. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he was, he was uh, one of the leaders of the community. Um, but after this lawsuit happens and he brings so much attention to them and talks about strife, the Spokane area Romani community ousted them. They blacklisted this, the Marx family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So now, you know, they can't integrate with... Because that's not taking it on the society. chin. Society, that is not taking that on the chin. You don't talk about your problems. You don't, you know, do this big public battle and bring everybody's dirty laundry out, basically. Yeah, um, the big public battle with the city and the cops, no less. With it, Yeah, exactly. So, um... According to Jimmy, his family was, you know, important until this happened. And then they are, you know, ousted by their own community. Mm. Um, But the curse. So 1986, Jimmy curses the city, directed at City Hall, you know, as the locus of the city. And, uh, you know, says that they are cursed as a result of this unlawful search and seizure, this denial of, of due process and things like that. Um... He would often, ever since 1986 up until his death, he would show up at city council meetings just to get on the official meeting notes that the curse was still active. 
I remember, like, the newspaper would cover him yeah. every once in a while yeah. through the 90s or so. Like, sometimes he'd call them and be like, I'm going to go refresh the curse. Do you want to yeah. come, like, take in, a picture? Yeah, you want to you wanna be uh, uh, part of this? Uh, in 1997, Grover dies, and oh. Jimmy halts the funeral procession, which is going through downtown Spokane. He halts mm-hmm. it in front of City Hall, opens up the back hearse door, and says, come on, Dad. He invited his father's spirit to haunt City Hall. <laughs> for the rest of you know eternity as part of the curse are you gonna tell me what the details of the curse are he didn't have details this is where okay. i no longer see jimmy as like a folk hero i i i think what he did was really gross he uh at, after that he used any tragedy in spokane to say oh yeah that was me that was the curse and you know there's one thing like um riverside state park had a forest fire and he said yep Mm. that was the curse which fine whatever that sucks and forest fires are awful but i don't think anyone died as a result of that but there were awful awful things that he claimed were because of the curse and he would do this to the people that it happened to okay so like uh 1994 was a shitty year for Fairchild Air Force Base. Um, that was when Dean Melberg went and shot up the hospital and killed That's at least right. four people. And then there was a B-52 crash at Fairchild. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a whole, we're going to do Fairchild stories. We should do guys. Fairchild stories. Yeah. But he, um, so he said those were it were uh, as a result of the curse. In 1993, uh, Spokane Police Sergeant, Trigger warning, raped a deaf, mentally disabled woman. And Jimmy was like, yep, that's the curse. That's the curse of being disabled. Which, you know, I'm not saying disability is a curse, but I'm saying the way that we treat people is (laughs) curse-like. It gets even worse, Liz, because the county prosecutor's (laughs) Don't worry, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse. Uh, County prosecutor's daughter died in a plane crash. And he got to the media again and went, yep, curse. Uh, former Spokane administrator Terry Novak, who was, I don't remember, or I don't know why I didn't read it, but Terry Novak was apparently huge on Jimmy's shit list. His son died while exploring an abandoned mine. And Jimmy yeah. was like, ha curse, and then went to this poor kid's funeral because he said he knew his enemies would be there and it would get under their skin if he showed up. Oh, no. At, at this point, you're turning into the Westboro Baptist Church. At this point, yeah. You're not doing this, like, righteous, oh, look, a sewage line broke under Spokane City Hall and you all have to work in Stinksville. Mm-hmm. No. Now you're just an asshole. Um, well, Jimmy died in 2007 after suffering a major heart attack at his dentist's office. And Curse. Of course, yeah. He had never formally removed the curse. A couple of times he had said that he was planning a ceremony during which he would remove the curse, but he never actually removed it. Um, so just to timeline this out, so he started doing the curse before the settlement, but he yes. left it up after the settlement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, he yeah did it. Did the curse in 86, got the settlement in 97, died in 2007. So this is this is now what a twenty one year curse? Did I do my math? Yeah, right? at this point, most of the people there aren't the same people right? who were around. He should be cursing nursing homes. Right, you should be cursing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going to their yeah their urns and being like, I'm still pissed at you. Um, but <laughs> you're I don't, dead. Curse. You're dead. Super curse. That was also the curse. Um, you live in Spokane, so I don't want to freak you out. 
I want you to know this story has a happy ending. Um, okay. Because I'm along for the ride. You're along for the ride. According to a spokesman review article, uh, city councilwoman Nancy McLaughlin, when Jimmy died, um, she said publicly she wanted to apologize for the events that happened two decades ago to Jimmy and his family. So the dude, uh, Michael Marks, who was a family member of his, who gave Jimmy's eulogy, uh, said, the apology is accepted. The curse, I think, is off Spokane. We appreciated everything that has been done, all of the cards and the sympathy. So they didn't limo Jimmy's body past <laughs> City Hall. They d- oh, God They should have done, and he could have gone out and been like, Dad, we're done. Get in. Liz, I wanted to spare you this because they did limo him past oh, no. City Hall. God damn it. I was going to end this on a happy note. They limoed him past City Hall, and a relative rolled down the... Uh, uh, you know, their cars, their Cadillac window, and shook a fist at City Hall and said, beware, Spokane. Oh, well, okay. So somebody's still committed to this project. Well, yeah, but Jimmy Marks's curse apparently is lifted. Liz, if you were really worried about curses, apparently uh, there are several Native American curses on the city. Probably rightly so, because we had shit like horse slaughter, you know? I was going to say, yeah. it's, it's like the whole place is built on <laughs> an ancient Indian burial yeah. ground. Yeah. So, I just think that maybe you should wear an extra amulet, burn some sage, or whatever, but I don't think mm-hmm. you have to worry about Jimmy Marks anymore. Well, every once in a while, Lydia brings me back special rocks from the playground, so maybe I'm going to start putting those in my pockets. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's special about them, but well, she's like, you need to have these, and I'm like, oh, well. I'm not going to say no to your spooky skeleton child. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, this is a good rock. This is just as good as an amethyst. It's this, just a different kind of rock. It's just a different kind of rock. Different kind of silicate yeah. structure. Who am I to yeah. say that you are less attractive just because you're not purple and sparkly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. That's what I know about Jimmy Marks and his curse on Spokane and City Hall. Would it freak you out if somebody said they put a curse on you? I think it would. Yeah. I think it would. I'd like to think that I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I cursed you first. Uh, cursed your mama you know i'd like to think that i'd just brush it off but i think it would get under my skin i think it would freak me out because i would worry that that meant that they had a long-term interest in my ill being or whatever the opposite of well-being is so i'd be like okay i don't think you're actually like making bad things happen to me just by sending energy but i do believe you'd cut my brakes you know Mm -hmm. exactly yeah. Or like, you know, take the opportunity, make your dog poop on my lawn. <laughs> like, right. There's a lot of ways for people to make your life difficult. <laughs> you can yeah. you can inconvenience me in a lot of ways that range from minor to major. Yeah. Yeah, it would freak you out too. Mm-hmm. I have respectfully declined to engage with some of my witch friends who are into the recent trend in hexing you know like hex the patriarchy hex donald trump stuff like that they're hexing things now they're hexing things now and i was accused of being a gatekeeper uh by telling people that maybe you don't want to put out negative energy into the world whatever you believe whether you think you're a witch or you're super christian you probably don't want to think a lot of negative thoughts because I don't see the point in that. 
But what about the threefold rule that whatever That's you send out into the world comes right. back to you tripled? Right? I don't know. That's what I remember from my witch days. Benton, I don't know. All I know is that I want to put out positive vibes. I want to arrange my crystals. I want to talk to my plants. And I want to wear black lace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to hex somebody. I wouldn't want somebody to hex me. Like, yeah. whether or not it works, just don't think negative shit at me threefold wise i'd be okay with like okay i really really hate this person and so what i'm going to do is just radiate complete indifference to them and everything they bring to the world and i would be okay with somebody who hated me doing that to me so that's that tracks that's equivalent honestly the way you make me upset is by not thinking about me at all because i want everyone to think about me all the fucking time so if you really want to hurt me you just be like, eh, that's gray on me, you know? That's totally yeah. beneath my notice. Then I'm going to be bummed. Well, I'm trying so hard not to get into arguments on the internet these days. <laughs> and I think the problem is I'm avoiding more arguments. Like the odds that I will get dragged into a specific argument are lower. But yeah. the number of overall arguments on the internet is so much higher. Oh my God, right? Even if I only get in like one out of 20, that's still way too many. It's still way too many is exactly right. Because you could get into 20 in a single day. Yeah. But what I love is if you are just like, no, you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. And let me explain to you why you're wrong. And then unfollow the conversation. (gasps) That is my new favorite thing. I get to tell people exactly what I think. And then honestly, I don't give a shit about their response. You taught me that. And I love it. You taught. I taught you that because of our intense landlord who like, I don't bear her any ill will. I think there was just a lot of miscommunication about expectations. And it was one of those things where like, you go into business with a friend and you're like, oh, I'm giving you this favor because later you're going to do this, but you don't like explain that and then when they don't do that later you're like but i did this for you yes anyway long story short we got our security deposit back with a three-page letter i cashed the check and did not read the letter oh my god yep i don't have to you didn't have to you didn't have to have to nope it's so good no thank you i love it you Mm -hmm. are full of the best advice it's usually ho don't do it but ho don't do it usually applies and is what i should be following I mean, people who really know me are, I'm sure, going, like, Liz, what the hell are you saying? Like, don't care, don't engage, walk away. You're the worst at that. <laughs> and I know. But when you can do it, it's the best. It feels so When you good. can pull it off, it's the best. Yeah, wait, you don't care. <laughs> you don't care. Oh, oh, I saw. Don't caring is the meanest and, yeah. Yeah, it is. The safest. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, yeah, as Amy Poehler would say, I don't fucking care if you like it. There you go, Liz. That's the story of the Mark's curse. And I'm not going to level curses on people who don't engage with us on the internet, but I just think it's within their best interest mm-hmm. to do that anyway. Uh, you are able to find us for your listening pleasure on ouijabrods.podbean.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching the Ouija Broads. If you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, if you download us on Podbean, Those numbers mean a lot. They are what help us trick the algorithms into sharing us with other people who absolutely need to hear about us. Uh, We have a website, WeJabrods.com, and there's this new thing we're rolling out where we have a Patreon. So if you like us so much that you want to throw a dollar or two our way to help us with hosting costs, 
we'd super appreciate it. Um, honestly, as long as you're listening, we feel like we owe you a life debt. But if you want to buy our <laughs> love, you can do that too. Yes. Yes. You can find us on social media, of course. We're at Facebook. We're at Instagram. We're at Twitter. I guess we're on those things instead of at them. But you know what I mean when I say that. Um, we're upon and within them. <laughs> I don't know if that was religious or sexual. Why not both? <laughs> Second coming. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> I know it. I'm going to purgatory. I'm not baptized. That's when God's indifferent to you, and that's why it's the worst. <laughs> I, I, mm, I don't even have something to say to you, because I'm indifferent at you. Mean. No, well, I'm not talking to you anymore, Liz. I'm talking to our friends, because I okay. want them to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. You can. No, thank you, you for listening. Thank you for listening, but Liz, you are in time out. Hello, Ouija Broads listeners. I'm Barry McStay. And I'm Ben Vanderveld. And we'd love you to listen to Worst Foot Forward, our podcast all about failure. Each week, we are joined by a guest to discuss the world's worst something. From superhero to astronaut, baker to professional wrestler, we dive into humankind's darkest depths in search of the absolute pits. We've got all sorts of tales we reckon you'll love, including episodes about terrible horror movies, serial killers, mythical creatures, and aliens. On Worst Foot Forward, we've learned why rocks aren't really hard, why lacrosse can cause military catastrophes, and what cheese pairs best with seagull wine. While also uncovering hordes of rampaging mink, brothels shaped like vaginas, and why Pac-Man is the sexiest bunch of pixels you've ever set eyes on. Subscribe to Worst Foot Forward on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on Twitter, at Worst Foot, and join us for some fun-filled zero worship.